Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Using them pollutant is not the way. Here's what Captain Planet has to say. Uh-oh. Power is yours, man. <laughs> okay, you sound stuck. Mexican Captain Planet, man. <laughs> All right, welcome to the show, everyone. This is the last podcast on the left. I am Ben Kissel. In studio with me is Marcus Parks. Hi. And far, far away in beautiful Canada is Henry Zabrowski. Mexican Captain Planet, man. Oh, okay. It's Mexican <laughs> Captain Planet. That's me, dude. I got my friend here, man. He talks with fucking monkeys and shit, dude. Mm-hmm. His fucking powers and he can fucking smile, man. That's dumb. I was on to Captain Planet being a propaganda machine for the left ever since I was 10 years old. I knew exactly what was going on with Captain Planet. I knew that wasn't a cartoon. I was never entertained. I felt like I was learning. The Asian woman, man, she points her finger, man, and fucking fart noises come on just like wind, man, or some shit. I, I also never had enough friends to form Captain Captain Planet. Uh, I wouldn't have four other friends to join with. That's why I like to loan Batman, like the person on your shirt, Henry. The uh, black guy, he makes the ground jump, dude. What the <laughs> fuck, man? Benjamin, oh. don't, don't worry. None of our listeners, including us, the hosts, have ever had more than two friends at once. That's great. Uh, yeah. I had many an acquaintance. I, I, I grew in popularity through childhood uh-huh. because you know why? The use of laughter and charm, mm-hmm. which I use to this day. Well, speaking of people who don't have a lot of friends, let's go back to our favorite drifters, A True Tale of Friendship and Mayhem. All right. Henry Lee Lucas, part three. Now, what we're doing with this episode here is, uh, okay, so normally what we like to do is take you all the way through the entire kind of timeline of a serial killer's life and, and, and sort of his trials and tribulations. Right now, where we had just gotten to is that on the last episode, Henry Lee Lucas was captured. He was going to begin his what we now know to be possibly false long series of confessions to mm. up to 3,000 murders. Mm. But what we've decided to do is go back in time and retell the whole story the truth. Uh-oh. <laughs> Tell the truth. Can yes. they handle uh, it? I, I don't know if people can. Oh, my God. About Henry Lee Lucas's and Otis Stool involvement in the Hand of Death satanic cult and how that changed a chapter in American history. Marcus, We please. are fully immersed oh. now in the Hand of Death by Max Call, one of the 
best worst books <laughs> I have ever read in my entire life. You yeah. may know Max as the author of such books as Al Capone's Devil Driver Ooh. and Honey, Your Mama's in Prison. And my daddy's <laughs> in the grave. And I'm a comedian. That's a perfect name for a Broadway show. I love it. The funniest thing, I was flipping through this book and he doesn't swear once, but he just goes into graphic detail about sex, uh, random other violence, but he refuses to say the word shit. You'd be like, that's because he has been saved, Ben. Yeah, right. All right. Yes, he can talk multiple details about vicious rape and mm-hmm. corpse and corpse fucking yeah. right. and throat slitting. But if he says, I won't even say caca. Right? <laughs> oh my! That is too much. <laughs> yes, and more of his credits include attending devil worship services in San Francisco. So he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the book. No, uh, devil worship. No, no. <laughs> uh, no, he attended devil worship oh, ceremonies for research. Oh. That is end the, of death. That's the San Francisco tourism book that I'm currently writing called <laughs> Devil. How to find? It's called How to Find. And mostly it's just devil worship services, colon, San Francisco, colon, Houston, colon, Henry Zabrowski's apartment in Toronto, Ontario. Oh, okay. (laughs) He also wrote an unpublished novel about witchcraft. So the question is, if it's not published, was it written? No, it's not a book. I'm going to say you can't say novel. Right. Unless it is appears in a way that I can read it. I agree. The same way if you're talking to yourself in public and not and not being recorded, that's not a podcast. Nope. <laughs> you're just talking to yourself. No, no, no. Yes, that's just that it's called mania. Right. And you should be medicated. Well, it is important to note here at the beginning that Max Call mentions that he demanded that mm. Henry Lou Lucas whom he co-wrote this book with, by the way. He is not, Henry Lee Lucas is not credited on the dust jacket, but Henry Lee Lucas did co-write this book with Max Call. He demanded that Henry sign an agreement holding Max harmless from what was reported as fact, and if anyone wishes to disagree with the contents in this book, their dispute is with Henry, mm-hmm. not Max Call. And nothing, nothing... It holds a drifter harder to his word than signing his. Than, I imagine just a crooked X yeah. on a contract. Yeah, most people have ghost writers. In this case, I think it was more of a demon writer with uh, Henry Lee Lucas. Very interesting. Yeah, apparently there were over 40 hours of taped interviews with Henry Lee Lucas, which I guess is why he doesn't get the co credit. What I also do love, when I was watching that documentary you sent last night, Marcus, where we got a bunch of sound clips from, is I love the idea, too, is that Henry Lee Lucas, at the beginning of all this, the reason why he even began to tell the story of the Hand of Death was because he needed cigarettes and coffee so badly. (laughs) Right. Because that's what he was addicted to, cigarettes and coffee. And they're like, you wouldn't believe the turn in a man's face when he needs I mean, he smokes up to like nine packs of cigarettes a day. <laughs> and if he doesn't have cigarettes and coffee for five days, he didn't have them for five days. And then he told, he then, I'm not going to immediately say fabricated, but right. in, but told the story of the Hand of Death cult. That's all it took, Marcus. Look at you. <laughs> right. You're, you just quit smoking cigarettes. Yeah, uh, three months. And you didn't come up with one long alternate <laughs> history of yourself involving a, a child raping satanic cult. Yeah, but I'm living that vape life. Mm-hmm. The vape life, you got to live it, and you're doing great, Marcus. Your <laughs> smile has never looked more unique. <laughs> it is a unique smile. Yeah. I would say that. It's somewhere between a skeleton's and if glass could smile. Yeah. <laughs> 
Cigarettes and coffee, though. It's interesting Henry Lee Lucas was addicted to them because it's also what like a 21-year-old college student does when they're trying to really figure out feminism. They're just <laughs> yeah. like cigarettes and coffee for a weekend, and they're going to crack the code of the uh, Yeah, yeah it, if you smoke five agenda. packs of cigarette a day, you're either a drifter or a creative writing major. Now, if you'll remember the story in the last episode of Henry Lee Lucas and Audis Tool meeting, that happened at a Jacksonville soup kitchen. The club, the uh, yeah, Jacksonville yeah. club. Yeah. The soup kitchen. Yep. Yeah. Where the, the only way to get in is that you have to have your balls hanging out of your pants and you have to have not had a shower for four days. It's the only way you can get into the line of the club. Oh, man, I didn't get my scissors to cut my balls free from my pants. Go to the scissor guy. He'll cut your balls free, and then you can come in. Wait, does it count if I got caught in the rain? Does that count as a shower? <laughs> well, this, Henry said, was not the actual truth. Uh-oh. The two actually met two entire years earlier at a mushroom farm in Pennsylvania where the two worked together. Oh my god. Ugh. Yeah, Henry in the fields, Otis in the greenhouse. Oh wow. Yes. That's just you don't, I mean, I guess it's yeah. I guess it's it's almost oh, it's drifter romantic. <laughs> yeah. I can't I've never thought of a mushroom farm before. Yeah, there has they have to exist. It just and, seems like it's a bog. Right? Isn't it just a bog with a bunch of people walking around on stilts with like fucking picker like gripper pickers on yeah. the end of the thing? At the end of the fucking um, you know those weird things that you use when you're too old to bend over? Oh, yeah. I use it now because I'm too tall. So in this episode, we're going to be reading a lot from The Hand of Death, verbatim from this wacky fucking book. This is what the author said, how Otis Tool introduced himself to Henry Lee Lucas. I, I just really hope it involves Henry Lee Lucas picking the biggest mushroom from the field and giving it to Otis, and then Otis like smells it. <laughs> This is my favorite mushroom. You, knew you know what? what? I- it, it certainly smells real shroomy. <laughs> Let me guess. Is your name Henry? You. I can see it because it's written on your belt. You must be so you can always know which belt is yours. <laughs> you. So this is what Otis said. I'm Otis Tool. I've noticed you working and you seem to be a loner. Yeah! It's Friday. And I was wondering if you'd like to join me for a night on the town. Hey, wait a second, wait a second, Otis. You mean sucking dick? Is that what you mean? (laughs) No, night on the town. Oh, then no. Because I thought you were talking about sucking my dick. (laughs) Now, if you guys think that right right now I'm doing a gay caricature, that somehow I might be doing an offensive voice, you know? Let me play you a clip right now of... Oddest tool, just uh, this being. man. Okay, now I also want to paint again a picture. Remember it. Do this if you are a listener to your computer or at work. Look up a picture of Oddest tool mm-hmm. and match the voice to the face. We picked up lots of hitchhikers and all, and uh, Henry mostly killed all the women, you know, himself. You know, some of them would be shot in the head, in the chest. And, some of them would be uh, choked to death, and some of them would be uh, beat in the head with a tire tool. Uh. That guy was dumb. I asked Otis, I said, how'd y'all cross the country so much, you know? And uh, he smiled out his snaggle teeth and said, uh, when I dress up like a woman, I can get plenty of rides, you know? And he's six foot something, and... Uh, 
was an ugly man and would have made a very ugly woman. That is insensitive. Yeah, insensitive in today's climate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would like to read this one quote about Otis Tool as well, but from a Serial Killers Up Close and Personal by Christopher Barry D., which I really like. To him, life itself is so unmeaning, and the distinction between living and dead people so blurred that killing is no more than swatting a fly. Retarded and illiterate, he has been out of control since his early childhood. Born in the shadow of the Gator Bowl, uh, this is a real-life gator, bottom feeder, more reptilian than human, scuttling through the swamps of society, ceaselessly scanning for helpless prey. Okay, Henry, I want you to take that back, and I want you to read from he was born in the shadow of the Gator Bowl, but give me a little more gator. Born in the shadow of the Gator Bowl! <laughs> this is a real-life gator! Bottom feeder. More chilly than the human. It's a gator out there. Ain't nothing more dangerous than a goddamn. Nothing. It's a gator bowl. Gator bowl. <laughs> oh, I want to have some cereal, but I guess my yeah. bowl is all full of goddamn gators. Gator bowl. <laughs> How bad is your life when you're born in the shadow of the gator bowl? You can't it's even. Like you're a human bowl. being. Also, my question about shadow of the gator bowl seems to me bowl concave does not generate a shadow uh-huh <laughs> you would have to be inside the gator bowl to was... be in the shadow of the gator bowl so henry lee lucas and oddest tool immediately hit it off and were soon gallivanting around the countryside robbing whoever they could find and eventually escalating to rape and murder trying to constantly outdo each other's brutality and it wasn't long before they started to participate in contract killings mm. that Otis mysteriously brought in. And Henry didn't really question it. He just figured that Otis had connections to some wealthy and powerful people. I feel like it's sort of one of those when when you mentioned they try to outdo each other. It's like those old McDonald's commercials with Magic or with uh, Larry Bird versus Michael Jordan <laughs> when they would take a shot from the free throw line and they would be they ended up in the rafters. Mm-hmm. But they of course involved more murder and uh, yeah, it's like the, it's the dream team. Right. If the dream team is two uh, retarded men who right. kill and rape people and then sometimes also blow each other. Yeah, so that was sort of a missing ad campaign from the 80s that McDonald's really should have uh, capitalized on. Oh, Otis Tool's taking a bite of a Big Mac at the end because he won. Yeah, 1985. That was the height of Otis Tool's fame. Sometimes I let Otis blow me and I like to see how fast I can go. And then, you know what? I wasn't much for the second in the tugging, but watching Otis do it, I knew I had to be better than him. And I tell you what, the gap between my teeth can certainly titillate a man, makes toes curl back. Mm. Try it sometime. Yes, he has good toe-sucking fu- toe teeth. Ugh, God, Otis. Too, this is just the, sound, this is just, just the sounds of it. Yeah. Ooh, 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 Henry. Ooh, Henry, I like it when you give it the, give it the noosh. And he's like, uh, 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 uh. I definitely can quit you. I'm just so surprised. We were talking, everyone on the Facebook page was talking about how disgusting these episodes have been. And Marcus was like, what? What? I'm like, yeah, dude. I didn't even notice, really. Someone's like, man, I was fucking eating and like I lost my appetite. I'm like, why? I was like eating Subway all throughout this fucking research. This love yeah, yeah. story. And nothing like sitting down and listening yeah. to the last podcast and left with a big bowl of just yellow curry. <laughs> and then just thinking about Henry Lee Lucas sucking on his tools fucking oh. 
yellow nicotine scented toes. All right, it's a gagging on him. Everyone's like, oh, this, I don't mean to be insensitive, and I'm really not sure how to bring this up because it's certain things in a relationship, it's hard to say. But you got to clean these damn feet before I can come on them. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. and the entire time, Henry's eye is weeping an ooze that is very similar to yellow curry. <laughs> All right, move on. I can't deal. I'm literally going to vomit. So after a particularly brutal spree in Texas, the two agreed to split up for a while, and they wouldn't see each other until after Henry was accused for molestation for the second time, as we talked about the last episode. Mm. So Henry met up with Otis in Orlando, and Otis, of course, sympathetic to Henry's plight, asked him to move in with him and his family. This is what friends do. Friends who also sometimes, again, rape and murder people, but then also blow each other in a competitive way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, when your friend molests a little girl, you bring him in. And you suck his dick until he comes inside of your mouth, because you're his friends. Buddies. <laughs> buddies for life. Are you, would you even say frenemies? Are, you know? Are they even just, are they just too good for each other? Yeah. No, if you're... The real Samantha and what's her name, huh? It's a Samantha and a Miranda. That's what I'd say the two of them are. I'm a Miranda. <laughs> I'm a Gretel. Yeah, Gre- Gretel didn't make the show. I don't know why they won't have me on the show. I'm cosmopolitan. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Gretel. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Shaki Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on 
hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders. I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. March into spring with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered 500 megabits internet for $39.99 per month, plus a $100 gift card and price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with a free modem, free installation, and free Wi-Fi your way home. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and manage user access for all connected devices with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires May 6, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. <laughs> now, you guys remember the bridge story from the oh, last yeah. episode, sure. right? Yep. Henry Lee Lucas and his cousin Wade were on their way back from West Virginia up to Maryland, coming back from a family reunion. Henry drifting a, a work application, which yeah. is you just <laughs> yell at a man in a truck and he says, come on in. <laughs> yes. Now, that was the very, and remember, he goes to Shreveport and he runs away because he thought that the guy was in the mob or something. But. In the Hand of Death version, it wasn't his cousin in the car coming back from the family reunion, but Otis, mm. for the two were on a street spree coming back from Maryland going down to Jacksonville. Now, now the- again, I want to point this out. This completely changes the story and the locations of both of them. Mm-hmm. All right. So, again, we're, we're now saying they, they, they are coming back and forth from a totally different place. This is an example of Henry Lee Lucas's either brave confession mm. or total fabrication of the truth from the bottom up and constantly. Yeah. Right, and keep in mind, there were dangling cigarettes in front of his face, and he was smelling coffee the whole time, and they were like, tell us a good story, Henry. And you <laughs> I'm Osama cigar- Bin Laden. I'm Osama Bin Laden. You're it's Osama me. Bin Laden. <laughs> yeah, in this storyline, in the actual, well, actual storyline that we covered in the last episode, Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Stoll hadn't even met yet. Mm. And Wade Kaiser, his cousin, actually did testify. It's like, yeah, he jumped out of this truck when we were on our way back from the family reunion. But in this version, uh, it says that they were met by a guy who introduced himself as Don Metterick. And he told Henry that he was looking for drivers to transport cars across the country for $1,000 every trip. He offered Otis a job, too, but Otis declined, saying he had business back in Florida. He had a side job where he broke stools with his asshole. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Very controversial business. Didn't last very long. Yeah. They call me the splinter maker because I, cr- I crush it. I crush it. Mm. Like, goddamn it, Otis. I mean, sometimes, I, you know, you know how erotic I found you, but <laughs> come on. Don here is getting grossed out. Yeah. We just need at least one stool left in the building. So Don was looking for the most drunken of all the drivers. <laughs> he just had a good feeling, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just had a good feeling. So he hops in the truck with Don and they head to Shreveport. And as Henry says, when they stopped for meals, it was always at the finest restaurant. Nothing but Chubby's Diners and and Miranda's Slop Holes. I love the Slop Hole Thursday special. You don't want to ask what it is. It depends who's working. Oh, that's just slop. (laughs) We're not even sure what's in the slop. No, no. It's a quarter for a bucket of it. Not bad. It gets delivered to us at 3 a.m. every Tuesday (laughs) by a man who refuses to remove himself from the shadows. They call me Lord Domino. (laughs) 
You smell like pee, Lord Domino. I went on myself. Got to. Slop delivery number eight delivered. See you soon. Not bad. So not only did they eat at the finest restaurants, but wine was served at lunch and dinner. Too. Tray chic. <laughs> wow. And when they were in the car, Henry always had a fresh thermos of coffee at all times and was not Jesus. even allowed to buy his own cigarettes. Isn't You're that something? It's like cute. It's like pretty woman, but for fucking dick sucking drifters. <laughs> right. A different story. And I have never been treated better, and I never will. And I remember Don Metterick, because he saw me, oh, and he knew that was a drifter with a heart of gold, but who would also steal and rape kids for $1,000 ago. <laughs> so about 50 miles west of Shreveport, Don finally fessed up to Henry what his plan was all along. Turns out their meeting was no accident. Uh-oh. Right? It was no accident. In fact... They had been keeping an eye on Henry ever since he was released from prison in Michigan five years earlier. Turns out, Don was a part of a big organization, and Henry was just the type of man they wanted to transport stolen cars to Chihuahua, Mexico. Can you imagine, first of all, again, Chihuahua, Mexico. It's funny, yeah. A tiny dog is the mayor. Yeah, Second yeah, yeah, of yeah. all, I just got to go out and just say that. Yeah, Second adorable. of all, can you imagine the idea that Henry Lee Lucas is, is scoped by yeah. gigantic organization, a gigantic international satanic organization, and it's just like, this is the man we're looking right. for. Well, he's like spitting on the side of the road, like literally just being like, oh man, my noodle fell out of my zip. Oh, damn yep. it. Spilling coffee all Piss over himself. Pissing on the ground and slipping on it. <laughs> yep. So this uh, excerpt is from Hand of Death by Max Call. Taking his eye off the road, Henry shouted, Hold on a big hairy minute. If you know so much about me, you also know I'm on parole. If I get picked up for a traffic violation and I'm in a stolen car, I can go back to prison for another 30 years. Sound drifter logic. Yes. Right. Henry Lee Lucas, if anything, is reasonable. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well, that's what him and Otis always said, is that driving in a stolen car was like driving around with the evidence planted on you. You might as well have a big neon sign on your back, they do, always do, do we not remember the two weeks they spent with an active human head in their own fucking car? <laughs> yeah, but that's different. That? That's totally different. Yeah, that's totally different. They could just stuff that underneath the seat. So Henry declined the offer, said it was just too risky. He said killing one thing was, killing was one thing, but driving a stolen car, that was another completely. But Don wasn't phased at all. Mm. He handed Henry a business card and said... If you're ever around Miami and you really want to work, come and see me. It can make anywhere from $5,000 to $20,000 for each assignment. Henry replied, What would I do for that kind of money? Grinning with complete self-assurance, Metterick softly answered. So Marcus and I have a voice competition about Don Metterick. We both have a different version of what we think his voice sounds like. So Marcus, do you want to go first? Sure. You can kill people for us, but there are some requirements. You'll have to join the Hand of Death. It's a religious organization. All right, so that's your Count version. Got <laughs> there of the Don. Count Don. And, and here's Henry's version. You can kill people for us, but there are some requirements. You'll have to join the Hand of Death. It's a religious organization. 
and have to attend our training camp and learn to worship the devil. Whoa. All right, Once I like them jo- both. They're both good. A combo is perfect. <laughs> Once you join us, you can never back out. But if you're serious about joining the hang, come to me in Miami. And I'll help you open the glorious gates of hell. I mean, honestly, that's a that's an offer no one can refuse, <laughs> except for Henry <laughs> Lee Lucas. Dental benefits. <laughs> mm. I'm making a drifter joke. I haven't had teeth since I was four years old. Let's go and do it, Don. So he turned down this offer, even though the guy was legit. He had a business card, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He turned down. Well, he turned down the stolen car offer, mm. but the killing offer. Henry welcomed. And so Henry opened the gates of hell and wouldn't you know it, found Otis Tool waiting. For Otis was a longtime member in good standing and had, in fact, recommended Henry for membership. Which is also a thing like that. I think that's also against drifter rules. You're not allowed to be a part of any organization in good standing. So typically, even <laughs> yeah. though he was a part of a satanic cult, he shills, he's, if he wanted to stay true to the drifter code, he should have been behind on his dues. <laughs> We can assume he wasn't in great standing, just good. Good standing, good standing. Uh, So this is what Otis said about the religion. It gives us power to do anything we want as long as we obey the master. You'll be able to have all the women you want. They'll just be warm meat for your desires. Not that I I would know what what that's like, but Mm. if you you wanted that, I would just... And when you understand the real weakness of women, you... <laughs> you might even learn to love me as I love you. Which ass? Yep, all ass all the time for Otis and old Henry Lee Lucas. That's wonderful. And you know, he straight guys, when they describe women, or gay guys, when they describe women, it's always wrong. They're like... If they're uh, sometimes deep in the closet, they might say things like, oh, look at the vagina on that one. Look at, I love hot vagina, don't you think? There's a fellow that I know around here who's very similar. And I just war- think that it's just, look, at, she's got two legs. Mm. And, mm, I'm so excited about mm, seeing them. That warm meat yeah, look is at- the most disgusting way to describe a woman ever. <laughs> just look at that chest meat that meat on her mm, meat. chest i bet it's i bet it's warm i want to you know warm. you know what though in. it's kind of like a butt in front yeah it's like <laughs> butt look at that butt in front front butt yeah <laughs> you know in another story in another version of the story that henry told about how he got brought into the organization henry lee lucas and Otis tool actually did meet at the soup kitchen but Otis casually mentioned the cult after they hung out for a few days. And Henry said, what the hell? I heard some guys in prison talking about it. So that's good enough for me. Let's go. Again, gets me is right. This is like their second date. And he starts talking to the satanic cult. I've already been told several times I'm not supposed to bring up aliens until at least a year into dating a woman. Yeah, but that's different, though. That's why this love was real. They brought it up and they both bought in. Yeah, I don't I know. Dude. Find the right woman. I yeah, gotta find I've... the right drifter woman at a mm-hmm. soup kitchen. 
The second date is when you reveal if you have cult-like tendencies or if you're a serial killer or if you like aliens. I don't know, Henry. Like, you waited seven years to talk about Hollow Moon, and that's when she decided you weren't the one for her. No, it was a build-up. There was a build-up there. That was just definitely the last one. That was the last conversation that we had. Yeah, just shy under a decade before you brought that up, huh? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it took a while to build there. She watched a slow transformation of me from just guy to... True crime expert. (laughs) Google King. So the two arrived in Miami and drove to a warehouse on the waterfront, a place that in the 80s could have easily been a spot for drug transactions, for Miami was a much seedier place then. Because I'll put it this way, Miami, right now, that's one of the most innocent towns in the whole country. There ain't nothing (laughs) going on in Miami. It is just they're making their own butter. Mm-hmm. And it's just a sweet, nice, humble city. It's an Amish <laughs> paradise full of butt implants. Yes. That's great. You know, during the old drug days in Miami, during the 1980s, you know what they used to do, Marcus Parks? What? They would spray cocon all over plants, floor, uh, all over the street, so then drug dogs would just be running in circles. So if you were around in the 80s, hope you were licking those leaves. <laughs> you get real high for free. That's all I would be doing, me just rubbing my face on a fern. Seriously. (laughs) Uh, And Max Call said about the condition of Henry and Otis when they showed up, they were high on drugs, and this added to their holiday moods. Nothing says Christmas to me (laughs) than like a fat fucking rail of coke watching (laughs) a six-foot-four drifter man go down on another drifter man. Holiday moods. Usually it's supposed to be the spirit of giving, where you help out a small child who has one leg whose father was lost in the war. But in this case, the mood was more crusty and cum-related. Silent night. She got a beautiful voice, but you got to keep going till I shoot. (laughs) I grossed myself up. Yeah, bro. (laughs) So inside the warehouse was every type of gun or knife that Henry could imagine. Which is just one type of gun and one type of knife. That's what I'm thinking. Not the the imagination of uh, of a real creative here. So Henry's eye was immediately drawn to a throwing knife. And this is what Max Call said. <laughs> and then what he did, his one eye was drawn to the knife, and right. the other one he had to just <laughs> slowly. <laughs> and is that Max Call says with quick cat-like grace, he drew his arm back and sunk the knife into a post forty feet away. No, he didn't. <laughs> I'm just gonna say he did not do that. So you mean to tell me that the hand of death? cult story also is the beginning of rookie of the year like it's the same storyline <laughs> so don Metterick, who was waiting in the shadows noticed and was immediately impressed with henry's sick ass knife throwing skills funky Fuck butt yeah. loving <laughs> did he just say <laughs> funky butt loving <laughs> rookie of the year <laughs> and, and Metterick, he immediately decided that it was time to take henry to the training camp. This guy has an eye for talent. So they drove an hour north of the city mm. into the Everglades where they hopped onto an airboat. Yeah, this is from the Hand of Death. Smiling to himself. If you're smiling to yourself, you're just not smiling, right? <laughs> yes, you're t- yes, you're smiling, Ben. Every you can smile I t- I smile to myself sometimes, but then I- you're smiling to me. No, I'm not smiling to you. I'm the, not. Ben is it, right. Ben it, is right. Yes, ben because is really right. if you're smiling, smi- self is an inner smile. That's right. 
because if you're smiling and I look at you, now you're now we're smiling together. <laughs> That's just smiling. Right. That's just no. smiling. No, but if smiling I'm not yourself means you don't want anybody to see you smile. No, but if I'm smiling, like say I'm sitting there and I'm thinking it's like, and I remember like a funny line from Super Troopers. Sure. And I'm like, Farva. Oh, remember, oh, I don't want a small Farva, and I kind of smiling. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's smiling. <laughs> well, anyways, smiling to himself, his brain recorded another thought, <laughs> as if it's the second one ever. <laughs> Oh, I got, I think I got another wog out. Wait, my head, my, my head just. Uh, 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 that's a thinking do. I'm doing a thinking do. Oh, my God. All right, third time's a fucking charm here, fellas. <laughs> All right. Smiling to himself, his brain recorded another thought. You know, I can't think of a better place to find the devil. And find the devil he did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's great. The Everglades of Florida, I agree with him. I can't think of a better place to find the devil either. So when the, uh, they arrived at a small dock on a low-lying island, and a tall, thin man with white hair approached the boat holding a lantern above his head and looked Henry up and down, and he spoke in the deep, cultured tones that reminded Henry of Richard Burton. <laughs> The no. magician? No, not the magician. <laughs> no, no, the drunk actor. <laughs> yeah, the, the drunk drunkest actor. actor of all time. Yes, that was married to Elizabeth Taylor. Okay, let me, I, I can remind you of who Richard Burton is, all right? Please. All right, let me remind you of who Richard Burton is. This is him singing. The title song Camelot <laughs> from the musical Camelot. <laughs> oh, great. Yes. Here we go. Camelot. Camelot. I know it sounds a bit bizarre. Camelot, Camelot, that's how conditions are. The rain may never fall till after sundown. By eight, the morning fog must disappear. It's simply not a more congenial spot for happily ever after than here in The thing about Richard Burton is that I like how he thinks of the charming tones of Richard Burton, where Richard Burton actually just kind of sings. He sings like a drunken uncle who forgets your name at every <laughs> right. family reunion. Sings his way out of it. I'm sure Henry Lee Lucas was just thinking about all those Broadway stars and all those guys and just being like, they must get so many ladies. You know, they just like must, they must love the ladies, their parties. Oh, and yeah. I think well, he's p- just like Richard Burton is just like invented the term whiskey dick. <laughs> You know, like this is the word he has never done. He's never done a thing not hammered. He would yeah. not be able to act if he wasn't hammered. No, oh, good for him. Yeah. So this is the man that he met. He met Richard Burton on the dock with his lantern mm-hmm. and turned to Henry and said, uh, Donald, I see you brought us your, your new man. Come on. Oh, come on. This one will do. This one is gonna do nicely, and I'll sit it and I'll sit it again. Come on, I'll just get him settled in. Ooh, ooh, sorry, I was threw up. Then we stand in hunt number ten. Hey, all right. He's the hand, Otis said. 
He's Satan's high priest, and you don't talk to him unless he requests it. You two talking about me when I have rules? No, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Literally, um, it's just hard to stand up, you know, when the room keeps spinning like this. I'm literally gonna use the term "talk to the hand" because that's me. All right. That was a funny joke. That was a real good joke. Your name's Charlie, and his name is is Bill. Billy. Is it Billy and Charlie? <laughs> We're Otis and Henry, sir. I don't believe it. So, Get some name tags. All right, everybody, let's fuck some kids. These kids are fucking themselves. Let's go. <laughs> A little pep rally. Feels like I'm working at a Walmart. <laughs> All right. Henry, do you want to read uh, what your book says about the camp itself? Now, recording again, this is the – so Serial Killers Up Close and Personal really does like to take from other books. So this was actually taken from The Hand of Death, which is fun. There were some 200 inductees in his class, representing six different nations and all ethnic groups and social classes. Very diverse. And if it wasn't – I'm just glad to see, which, you know, in the Everglades means there was one black guy and a guy that they thought was Asian, but probably was Puerto Rican. Right. <laughs> Henry further claims that during the, his first weeks of training, he began by teaching in class and the techniques of killing with a knife. We're going to get into that. They practiced hand-to-hand combat, studied law enforcement manuals, and memorized radio communication codes. All of this must have been an uphill struggle for Henry because of his extremely low IQ. <laughs> <laughs> So there were actually 209 inductees oh, oh, in wow. this class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it specific. That's how it's real. Yeah. Yes, 209. It's all in the details. Mm-hmm. Remember this again, guys. This is real. This is the real story. We're hearing it from the drifter's mouth. <laughs> and they only speak truth, mm-hmm. especially when they're fiended for nicotine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Half the camp was female. Ooh. Yeah, that's going against. I mean, so I mean, it's possible that the hand of death, little progressive. Sure, very diverse, very progressive. They weren't racist; they were just rapists. Well, <laughs> they're being little Tina Fey's over there. <laughs> that's so nice. They're being little Amy Schumer's I'm over there. So bossy sweet. pants. I, 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 I'm, I'm the bossy pants of this party. <laughs> and by diverse, they meant they were German, Italian, French, uh. and, and Spanish. Uh, and no grades, no grades were given. Wow. I mean, you, it's F. You either passed yeah. oh. or you were sacrificed. Oh. <laughs> now, that he- is very intense. That's and right. I bet they caused a, caused a lot of drama. And I bet Henry made a friend with a little redhead there, a little redheaded boy. And then he had the Asian girl and she was there and they all got together. And then the difference between this and Harry Potter is that there's just a lot more like come in this story. <laughs> oh yeah. So much more. This would change our education system though. You either pass or you get sacrificed. <laughs> Henry actually once witnessed a tough little French prostitute fail by popping off in her poisoning class oh. for two days straight. First what? day, first day they put up with it. First day is like, okay, well, you know, she's a little French, little French whores. They don't necessarily have all the decorum of our well, American whores. They, this is it's, poisoning class. We can definitely call that group participation. We can label it right. as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. is that what just when you suck antifreeze out of a car? <laughs> what is the poisoning class? It's about how to make it untraceable, Ben. Oh, I it's see. It's about how to make it look like a heart attack. Harold Shipman level poisoning. Mm. But on the night 
of the second pop-off. What is it? I don't even no. know what a pop-off is. Popping off. You're, you're pop- popping off. You pop off all the time. I'm popping off? You're not popping off You cannot off right tell now. me how to poison. Because yeah. I know how to poison. From uh, dude, the streets of Kipari. After you. How dare you. Sacrifice you her. <laughs> Sacrifice her. On the night of the second pop-off, the heart of the French whore was held aloft to the glory of the dark master. I don't know about you, Aldous, but I actually think that you know, her popping off in class is more that she was bored because she's so advanced. <laughs> I know, Henry, I know, but this ain't do the right thing. You know what I mean? So we better get into boomerang class or we're going to be late. Got to. I'll see you at my locker after. <laughs> <laughs> so on Henry's first night after he, after he arrived by airboat, he waited for hours as he and Otis tried to make small talk with a couple of other strangers in Hut 10. So, y'all like, y'all like to rape? <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that cool to ask? Are we in, we in good company to just kind of go out and say we all, we all agree that we all like to rape? <laughs> I like to do man. And what is very important for me is to be best in class. I want to be best in class, most best satanic murderer. Oh, I do bad for my ancestor. It seems like I like to suck dick. Yeah. <laughs> Good 18, 1980s screwball comedy. An hour of that. Yeah. In Hut 10. <laughs> so finally, Metric arrived with instructions. Henry was to kill a man in Hut 9 who was going to leave the hand. Mm. And you know what? There's only one way out of the hand. And it was Henry's job to see him out and to do it clean as they would need the body for later. And Otis giggled like a little girl when Metric mentioned that little detail. Actually, there's two ways out of the hand. Yes, of course, there's being sacrificed. There is also dressing up in a cartoony alligator costume and just go sliding through the Everglades. Yep. Like, now look here, just another gator going back to his gator family. <laughs> so after they were given the instructions, Henry and Otis lured the man down to the beach with a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> and when the man took his first pull, Henry slit the man's throat in one clean, solid motion, and Otis caught the bottle before it had a chance to hit the sand. Thank God. And the two kept the body from getting dirty, as Otis cryptically said, You don't want to get sand in the wound. Sand spoils the taste. You'll understand later. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. What we mean is can't. What do you mean? We mean spoils the taste. You'll understand later. I don't understand. We're going to eat it. Later. We we're going to go eat later? <laughs> what are you saying? You'll understand later. I don't understand. I don't think I... I don't think I understand. What is understand? <laughs> <laughs> so Henry Nottis stripped the body naked and took him back to dawn. And that night... Henry was to witness his first of many devil-worshipping ceremonies. He watched as the naked body of his victim was carried into a sacred circle on the shoulders of eight naked women. 
They then cut out the man's heart and dedicated his death to Satan. To Satan! Otis left Henry's side, put on a robe, and joined a line where he was handed a piece of the man's flesh to consume before drinking from a silver goblet of blood. The ceremony ended with a sexual orgy as the man's body was burned. He now understood Otis's taste for human flesh. Before, he thought it was just something all homosexuals enjoyed. But now, he knew it was a part of Otis's dark, satanic religion. And I, according to all this, while they were doing this, according to uh, serial killers up close and personal, they began a chant of Ambe Iske Hoaseko. Ambe Iske Hoaseko. A meaning of which remains a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. If there's anything better than getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's, it's getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's for less in the McDonald's app. Mm. Delicious. Order in the McDonald's app today. Right now, only in the app. Enjoy a breakfast sandwich for just $1, like a sausage McMuffin with egg. Offer valid one time per day from 429 to 512.24 at participating McDonald's. Must opt into rewards. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff, like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. <laughs> so we mentioned that Otis was a cannibal. And in fact, in some circles, Otis is known as the cannibal kid. We've got some footage of Otis talking with Henry about their cannibalism. Ooh. And you know what time you some white from their bodies and I did too. Yeah, I know. That cutting up like meat, you know. Well, I've seen bodies cut up worse than you've ever seen a body cut up. Mm. Tastes like real meat when it's got barbecue sauce on it, don't it? Well. <laughs> That's the exact conversation from Hut 10. <laughs> <laughs> Hours of that. <laughs> Nonstop. Now, that was real conversation. That was real conversation. That was an actual phone conversation between the two because they were right. allowed to converse quite a bit after they were caught. Because that was the thing, is that once he started going to the confessing thing, it's really interesting. I'm going to put that up on the Facebook page. The conversations between Henry Lucas and Otis Tool were you watch them over the phone come up with the hand of death story. Yeah. And they're such good fucking improvisers. It's <laughs> insane. Like they sit there because yeah. Henry Lucas will just start seeing me like, you know, you know how we work for that organization. Right. And then Otis is like, yeah, yes, yes. Organization. It was for the devil. Like he kept a yes and each yes other. And. So, so perfectly. Yeah. 
and uh, that and it started with like you know he was like I don't remember did you get me into that or did I get you into that I don't I don't remember how it started and then I was just like oh I got you into it you remember when mm. we was on that. Mushroom farm. Mushroom farm. That's <laughs> definitely, definitely, absolutely. Where, where was Ma- mushroom farm? Mayor, Mayor, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and about human flesh, Lucas said that yes, he did try it, but he just never got the taste. Said it was too gamey, mm. like rabbit. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Now, as far as the black masses went, of which they had many. Dope parties, as Max Call calls them, were considered excellent preparation. Necrophilia and bestiality was openly performed to glorify Satan. Childhood fantasies were enlarged and embellished. So like they could like dunk basketballs and they had a shoe <laughs> named after them. Different childhood fantasies. And I'm dressed up in a hip-hop outfit with hip-hop bugs bunny. And yeah. we're all hanging out and I'm eating as many fruit roll-ups as I can still and it's so cool eating all the pizza, pizza hut pizza that I can have, and all, yep. the, all the Gatorade I can stomach. I'm still wondering what the fruit roll up factory is going to roll out with next. <laughs> yeah, I've heard the fruit roll up is is getting into developing uh, body bags for oh. troops in Afghanistan. Isn't that too bad that they're all I mean, dying? They're- so devil worship, a physical religion that creates inhuman lust in place of tender human love and murder was extolled as a beautiful expression of lust, and living victims were sacrificed at every single mass. Kidnapped children were a favorite among the dark priests. They were abused for days before having their hearts cut out as the congregation chanted, Ambe Ishko Ho Aseko. So Henry said that he would get the same chill witnessing these sacrifices that we, he would get when he killed someone himself. Now, the mm. chill is something that Henry mentions over and over and over again in his confessions. He said either right when he was about to kill someone or while he was killing someone, he said that he would get this chill that would start at the top of his spine and go all the way down his back. And a lot of other serial killers that were abused as kids by their mothers who end up killing women later on describe that same chill. Like interesting. It's, it's yeah. something that runs through it's one of those weird things that they share. Not every single one of them says they have that, but the chill is definitely something that other serial killers report besides so, Henry Lee Lucas. Edmund Kemper said the same thing. Uh, Eddie Kemper said that. Uh, Ted Bundy said that, but what they described it as was a silence. Yeah. It was like this thing where they what they had was that for the first time they felt nothing. Yeah, like things kind of just chilled out on their bodies for the first time, which is very interesting. Yeah, it's a very strange thing. But as far as Henry talking about what he actually taught in class, as Henry said earlier, within seven days of joining, Henry's sick-ass knife skills were put to use as Henry was put in charge of a class involving the art of killing with a a blade, and since every act of killing was taught, Henry also helped teach classes in choking, hanging, and other forms of snuffing bondage, and we've got actual footage of Henry talking about all of the different ways he knows how to kill. 
killed by strangulation, I've killed by knifings, I've killed by hit and runs, shootings, uh, robberies, uh, hangings, uh, every, every type of crime I've done it. I find it really interesting, again, in Henry's view of himself, he believes he's this he's created this like badass matrix version of himself yeah like he just showed up and they're all like this guy's the one and this is him <laughs> just flipping around being like like making news and stuff like that which is just really him getting blown by a 300 pound woman behind a trailer park for 10 years right 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 <laughs> he also learned about arson kidnapping drug running abducting children preparing victims for ritual sacrifice all types of murder, mm. necrophilia, and practices with the dead. He said he came to believe in the power of the devil and the power of the devil over him. And he graduated after a seven-week intensive course <laughs> with flying colors. And his parents were there, and his family <laughs> was there. Everyone was so proud of him. You know what's funny? Is that they said they don't give grades. But in the end, they said, just for me, because of how good I was. They wrote a letter A on a piece of paper and gave it to me. Oh. But I, I'm sure, I hope it's the letter A. <laughs> I cannot read. So after graduation, Henry was given his first real assignment, kidnapping children around the country with Otis and delivering them to Mexico with the intent of selling them either to rich parents looking mm. to adopt child prostitution rings or snuff film producers. Now, on his first mission, right, so according to this, so he dropped, presumably the devil on his shoulder, Lucas claims he kidnapped small children and dropped them off at a large sheep ranch, right, just across the Mexican border. Now, this is according to serial killers up close and personal. When he returned to the cult, the superiors tattooed a scorpion on his hand. Metric then asked Lucas and Tool to kill a man. This victim was lured to a beach. As we have this, it's that same story. Lucas's reward for committing this crime was a second tattoo. Later, he was tattooed with a snake. Then the devil holding a cross for abducting young prostitutes who were forced to take part in pornographic snuff films. When I asked the, the author, when I asked Lucas to reveal his tattoos, he blandly explained that they had vanished after he had turned to Christianity. Oh, that makes all the sense in the world. That happens all the time. <laughs> so when they were told, when they were put on their first mission, they were told by Don Metterick that their car would be a brand new Pontiac station wagon. Ooh. Yeah, they were understandably very excited about Absolutely. this. Absolutely. It's a brand new station wagon. That's yeah, great. A Pontiac. But the Pontiac, when they got to it, uh -oh. it wasn't new. Oh. It was a late model. It had 35,000 miles on it. Such were oh. the lies of Satan. Yes, with trickery, he lives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Beware of the arrangements you'll make with Satan. <laughs> yeah. I bet it doesn't even have bow windows. <laughs> they would kidnap children from parking lots, stores, parks, even the children's own houses. They were provided heroin by the hand of death and injected the children to keep them quiet as they passed over the border into Mexico. And they said that the children, actually the border agents, you'd think the border agents would be suspicious mm. of these two men with a car full of sleeping children. But they said that the border agents, when they had the children along with them, they always knew that they would be just passed along. It just seems um, irresponsible of the border agents. Right. Right? Yeah. I think they were looking for drugs, not kids. Mm. But there were drugs in the car. 
Probably drugs in the kids. <laughs> yes. Stuffed up inside of them. They're little fucking Christmas stockings going yeah. across the fucking border. Little heroin pinatas. But they're children. It's the first thing I do if I see a bunch of kids sleeping in the back of a car going across the border from Mexico to America, I check all their assholes. Yeah. See if they're full of cocaine. <laughs> so Henry, he claimed to have kidnapped over a hundred children, killing and raping the whole way as well. Well, they got to let off steam. Well, they, they not only do they have to let off steam... They also had a reason for when they killed, they also took the body parts back to Florida for use in the hands' satanic rituals. Talking, God, and this, I like this whole thing, talking about one of the young teenagers they kidnapped for sale into the snuff film business, which they had told a wider audience, told, had a wider audience than most studio releases. Wow. Which I think, I'm going to debate because of the theater stuff. I'm going to look up what the biggest film of 1981 was. What was it? Let's what, look it up. What snuff film? Oh, the snuff film beat Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, oh. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe it. So Henry was considered to be one of the most prolific members of the cult, earning $1,000 for each load of children. But after 10 months and 14 states, the two took a break. Henry wanted a change of pace, and Otis needed to return to Florida to hook up with one of his homosexual lovers. Mm. Oh, one of his homosexual lovers? Well, yeah, Otis Weird. Said. It'll give me a chance to visit my old friend, Bruce. Which is just this guy's, this writer's belief that every gay man is named Bruce. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> or at the very least, every gay man has a Bruce that he fucks at some point in his life. In Florida. <laughs> yes, Florida, the gay Bruce capital of the world. Mm -hmm. That's where your brothers were gay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right, Ben? Mm -hmm. that's where, so that's, where, that's the Delta. Uh, other than my brother, every person I've met in Florida has been named Bruce. <laughs> so Henry set off on his own after that as a killer in service to the hand. He was instructed to leave a mark on every body so the hand would know when it was reported in the papers that it was the work of an operative. On one body, he left brown rocks stacked on top. He You mean shit lumps. <laughs> yeah, I think he just took little dumpers. <laughs> So along with his random killings, he was also a contract killer like Otis before him. There'd been the Spanish army general in Spain. Did I not, okay, did I not mention that Henry went to Spain? No, I forgot. No, that. No. I, yeah, yeah, did you forget Spain. it or did I not hear it? I think I forgot to mention. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, went yeah, to he, went to, he went to Spain. Oh. So, he's, so he went to Spain and became a Spanish army general. No, 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 no. no. He went to kill the Spanish army general. That's oh, a, okay, yes, yeah. absolutely. He's, of course, he should definitely be going to Europe. <laughs> totally capable of doing that. He killed a politician in Mexico City. He killed a Canadian in Toronto. That's no. fine. A Canadian in Toronto? A Canadian a in Can Toronto. One of your people, Henry. Oh, don't you do this. Don't you dare say that. Yes. I'm an American. <laughs> he killed two millionaires in Houston and a West Texas political figure. But possibly his greatest task as a hand operative was a simple delivery for Henry Lee Lucas was the man who delivered the poison to Jim Jones in Jonestown. Does this poison taste like it was made by a jackass? <laughs> 
God damn it. Not here. All right, got nine jugs of poison and stuff. Right, I got to go because I'm also delivering all this weird up. It's a bunch of pizza boxes with bombs in them. I'm sending them up to this guy named Dr. Robotnik. Up in oh, okay. This weird hilly place. He's trying to kill this man named Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, I'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> and this next ex- excerpt, this is from the book that actually has a lot of the more serious material in it, but they did have a full chapter on the hand of death. This is from Henry Lee Lucas by Dr. Joel Norris. Mm. We had many meetings. There are more or less party meetings. Everyone would be high on drugs. Each of us would testify about the destruction we had been part of since the last meeting. We would get higher and higher on drugs. We would rub each other's bodies with the blood of a victim or an animal. Some members would like drink each other's urine. During all this, you know, somebody would be chanting and praying to the devil. And, and then eventually we started playing the board game Sorry. That's, it kind of devolved into a bunch of just board games because we were kind of like table game nuts. Yeah, I love it. So you might be asking this entire time, what's the point? Why are they doing this? I just shut I, up, Marcus. Yeah, what are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? The point? They're just having a hell of a time. No, someone's asking. Uh, there's got to be some listener out there asking, why is the hand of death doing this? Mm. What is the point? Well, there's mm. many points, my friend. <laughs> For one, they do it oh. to destabilize world governments. As, <laughs> hand, <laughs> as the hand of death operates outside the confines of your petty politics. That's right. And as far as personal motivation goes, Otis said, it doesn't matter why. They want Satan to rule the world. And that's all we need to know. That's so fucking metal. <laughs> Team Trump. I'm voting Trump. <laughs> but you also may ask... Who really runs the hand of death? Mm. Qui Bono, my friend. Qui Bono? Qui Bono. God, it's Chef Ontario Boyardee. <laughs> Holy the shit balls. <laughs> Qui Bono, Ben. Who benefits? Oh, who does? Who benefits? Who does? Follow the money. Uh-huh. Mm. You know Libya's Muhammad Gaddafi? Yes. The mm. Or Iran's Ayatollah Khamenei? You yeah. know, if you say Ayatollah Khomeini, you could also do it in sort of an Italian accent, like Ayatollah Khomeini. <laughs> Sounds like a great dish. Yeah, they certainly had the money to finance such an organization. Sure, this seems a big jump, though, right? It seems like yeah. a big jump. Yeah, but they, they had the money. How they? Sure, I they mean, a lot them. of people, but a bunch a of people, people had, had the money. Yeah. Richard Burton, the actor, had the money. Yeah, yeah. but they're not Ayatollah. They're they're not Muhammad Gaddafi, are they? Are no, they Ayatollah Khomeini? No. no, they had the money. Could it have been the Russian KGB? Can I go ahead and ask again why? Why yeah, why them? Why not? Good point. Good <laughs> point. Why not? Could it have also been Cuba's Castro? No way. Poss- Absolutely not, because they have cars from the 1930s. There are people who live in a fucking carts. <laughs> They're just seeing, like, flat-screen TVs right now because we're letting them. That is true. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is very true. But I'm talking about, like, this is back in the 80s. Right. Could Cuba's Castro... Could Fidel Castro be behind at least the planning of the Hand of Death? This is also the 80s, and we're not going to include Scott Bayo. <laughs> it's possible. And what was Belky doing from Perfect Strangers? Yeah, what was Belky doing yeah. that Perfect Strangers yeah. fucking yeah. He's, I mean, yeah, did he, when he, in that episode, when he went back to Meepos, mm-hmm. did he really go to Meepos, or was he down in the Everglades? Getting well, us he- more comfortable with the idea of the aliens living among us like Elf. <laughs> 
Meepos could have just been hit the code name for the whole country to know that's where Balky was going to get his fucking rim licked <laughs> by a bunch of four-year-olds. Yep. We may never know. No. Guys. We I'll... definitely won't ever know. <laughs> we may. I'll say ne- that. We may never know. All things are possible with Jesus, which we'll find out in the next episode. Oh. All we know is that when Henry requested that police investigate the Everglades camp with no less than a military force behind them. Mm. (laughs) Because essentially, because in the Everglades, technically in Henry's world, is like that hotel from John Wick. (laughs) We're just like full of the world's best assassins. (laughs) They sent one paltry helicopter Mm. only to find nothing but a small drug running operation. Oh, man. So these poor drug runners were just like, oh, we'll be just fine. We're just in and out. Five years, I'm going to get some money for cancer, uh, for my wife's cancer. We'll be, oh, shit. <laughs> Turns out somebody made up an elaborate lie by the hand of death. They show up in there and they're like, kid fucking? What the <laughs> we're not selling kids for fucking, we're selling cocaine. Mostly selling cheap weed. Half of the shit's not even coke. It's powdered milk. (laughs) So that's it, fellas. That's the hand of death for now. Next episode, we're going to rejoin Henry and Becky Powell in their little stint, their little trot into Christianity. We're going to get into the confessions, what the confessions did to the American criminal justice system and why specifically why false confessions are so extremely harmful and why a police department's just extreme eagerness to close a case hurts so many fucking people. Yep. Unbelievable. Um, this is, so this is our first four-parter. It's so interesting when you get into the middle of this story. That's why I was so excited because I've, I've always been kind of on the outskirts of the Henry Lee Lucas story. Yeah. And then it's just so big and full of nonsense, especially because <laughs> yep. it comes down to it's like he probably killed like 35 people. I mean, I, you know, really, I don't doubt. I would not be surprised if he only killed three. If he killed his mother, killed Becky Powell and killed Kate Rich. I would not be surprised at all. And you know what? That's enough. Even <laughs> if it's three. Even I would say, Henry Lee Lucas, you are a killer. Yeah, he's a killer. And I wouldn't even classify him as a serial killer if that's right. the case. But he's also a graduate. So let's not forget that. Stick with what you want to do with your life. Focus and graduate. Get through it. You will find love. You will find friendship. Mm -hmm. Henry Lee Lucas's story can be your story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah, man. It's going to be great. Uh, To everybody who... uh, ordered the heart t-shirts uh they're coming into the cave comedy radio studios either today or the next day so they're going to be sent out on monday so you're going to be getting those uh very soon thank you everyone for your patience on those uh we've got a live show coming up this saturday on june 25th it's july oh no shit it's july july 25th at 10 p.m here at the creek in the cave 1093 jackson avenue uh be sure to come out for that it's gonna be a hell of a time uh follow us at lp on the left um i am at ben kissel that's at marcus is at marcus parks at henry is at henry loves you thanks so much for supporting the shows here on ccr we really appreciate that and guys, please um, check out your pretty faces going to hell. Uh, Sundays at twelve fifteen on Adult Swim. Uh, the last episode was was one of the better ones of the season. We literally have some of the best material that we've ever made like coming out soon. 
please fucking check it out. I'm, I couldn't be prouder of that work, and I, I want you guys to see it. All right, and uh, hail yourselves, everyone. Hail Satan, thank you for your gifts. Thank you for all that you've given me, Satan. And Heil Gein, of course, and Megustalations. Ooh, Megustalations. Yeah, hey, hail me, huh? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Fucking, you fucking dog, dog bitch. I'll hail, hail me, you. huh? Yeah, I'll hail you for that great gift for my birthday, Henry. Thank you. Happy birthday. That was very sweet. That was Happy very sweet of you. Man. Thank Happy you. Happy birthday. Okay. Good night. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Legend has it, underneath the NJM insurance offices lies a mysterious room of long-forgotten moldy mascot memorabilia, often pitched by ad agencies, always rejected by NJM. Is it real? We may never know. But what is real is NJM's dedication to doing what's right for their customers. Astoundingly, they're proud to put policyholders first. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. Learn more at NJM.com. Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. 